episode number 443. I just want to say thank you so much for rocking with your boy. And most importantly, I don't know if you guys know, but I do have four businesses that help me do what I do each day. The first one is our foundational business. That is Real-Time Outsource. That is realtimeoutsource.com. We can help you boost your digital presence in seven days a week, folks. We're working with our clients for them on their behalf. So take advantage of our team and let your social media thrive in 2024. And that leads into my second business, which is realtimereputation.us. This is a business that I was sitting down with a customer. We were talking about their software that we could use to possibly power his reviews. And so we did eventually white labeled and now have our own software to help you power your business and get more customer feedback and online reviews 24 hours a day. Easy with an email list or a phone list. Realtimereputation.us. Take advantage of it, folks. And my next businesses are my passion projects. They are my loves and I want to see them thrive and grow this year. I love podcasts. That's I-L-U-V podcast.com. This is our podcast agency where we can help you get your uh, your voice in front of the right people. We're using audience strategies, booking services, our podcast marketing services, and our podcast review strategies. We can not only help you get your podcast to that next level, but also help you get booked on three, five, eight shows every single month and make it easy for you to focus on what you do and help us take our network and extend out your voice to them. And my last one, which is my favorite and my baby, and that is dreamsportscars.com. Dreamsportscars.com. What do you dream about? And we have searched the most craziest uh you know cars across the globe from baseball basketball pokemon wrestling ufc and the list goes on we're also on whatnot daily that is dreamsportscars.com we have on ebay and whatnot daily with three shows a day and most importantly i hope you guys are having a great day and thank you in a bear market you have to think about profitability first over growth it's not necessarily about those technological breakthroughs so much as it is like building sustainable companies that are profitable so that when the next bull market does come, you're prepared for that growth. Welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Hoff, where we talk about life, dreams, social media, and business. Well, hello, and welcome to the Be Real Show with Travis Tutal and Huff. Folks, I hope you guys are fired up, ready to get some fuego in your days, nights, weekends, or whenever you are listening to the show today, because thank God the podcast, you can listen to whenever you want, wherever you want, and on your time, which is beautiful. But after this, I think you're going to want to think about the next generation. We've always talked about this, uh, millennials, Gen Z, Gen Alpha, the next generations, and I'm bringing you an expert, not only an entrepreneur, but also a writer and a founder of several businesses in this mindset, in this mojo. Mr. Milan Kordestani. Milan, are you ready to be real today? I'm so ready to be real. Thank you for having me, Travis. <laughs> it is my pleasure, my dude. Uh, so before we get into the books, into the businesses and things like that, when you were a kid, were you always into like selling things, starting businesses, talking to people? I feel like that's the start of entrepreneurship. Were you always into that? I was always into it. I was 13 years old and I was breeding and selling turtles across the country. <laughs> wow. 
So yeah. talk about that first business. So when you were doing that, was it like on an eBay platform or how are you making that marketplace happen? Was it uh, on your own website? Yeah. So it was basically finding people on YouTube. It was all on my own. It was just me running this. I would find people on YouTube and uh, who were either turtle enthusiasts or like had aquariums or terrariums, whatever they were building and they were trying to create YouTube channels off of, I would right. go and say, Hey, I have rare turtles that will make your channel way more interesting to people like albino wow. turtles, leucistic albino turtles. Um, turtles with like clown, they call them clown turtles because they're really brightly colored shells. Mm. So yeah, all of these different uh, morphs of turtles I was I was breeding and selling. And uh, it was it was a pretty wild time. It was just like me, PayPal and YouTube. Uh, and then FedEx with ship reptiles, which was pretty crazy. How fast could they ship them? Is, do you have a certain timeline to ship a reptile? Right. And you ship them with, depending on where they're going, either with heat, generally not with ice, unless they're going somewhere really hot, like Texas in the summer. But um, yeah, you ship them with like a little heat pack and, you know, holes in the box this way up, rep, live reptile inside. And right. that's it. They know, how to, they know how to do their thing. You know and, how to do it. And they're obviously very resilient. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, you're only 13, though, folks, doing this. This is a very tactical business method in that you had people that were trying to do YouTube, trying to make their, you know, the turtles like, oh, we obviously know now tons of content creators out there. And you knew you had the the kind of hot sauce that would help them not only get the more views, but let's just be real, another customer because you had the product that they want. And then uh, instead of, uh, you know, out there doing Google ads and out there doing a bunch of random searches on the internet, trying to force your your message, you went out very, like I would say a sniper, very strategically to, you know, go out and get your method done, which which is the most cost-efficient, best way that any 13-year-old in the world could do uh, 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 on this planet today, you know, uh, with no money, basically. You know, just your time and, and a very resourceful mind. What gave you that, bro? Were you just that just you you were you just did that on your own? Well, so I was 13. I wanted a pet turtle. Uh just like that was I, I think that's somewhat normal. Like 13-year-old boy wants a reptile. And so right. I got a I got a normal pet turtle from Petco. And then I started trying to make content with that turtle on YouTube. Like I was trying to be a content YouTube, like a turtle content creator. Right. People did not like my turtle content very much because it was like, you know, the the voice of a 13-year-old boy, like narrating turtle videos off of my phone. And it just like didn't do well. And so eventually I started finding the people that were doing really well in the community. And I was like, what if I sold my turtles to them? And right. so um, that's how it kind of came to be. It was like, all right, I can make money doing this and I don't have to necessarily have a chance. And so I kind of learned very quickly, like how to pretend to be an adult and like conduct these conversations and sales without ever having to like get on a phone call, right? Um, just using WhatsApp or email or whatever it was. And um, yeah, I mean, I was really, I, I was very reliable. I never had a turtle die in, in the shipping process. So everyone was sort of a good customer base and yeah. Do, uh, how many, how many outreaches were you doing a day? Cause I think people always get concerned with, okay, you know, you have a hot show, you have whatever your product is and you can do the same tactic. My dude, Milan was doing back when he was 13 today. It's a little bit more cluttered, a little bit harder to reach some of these people, maybe a little easier to reach them back, you know, when you were 13 than it is today. Cause everyone's, you know, bombarded, but same tactics still exists. Let's be real. Same tactic yeah. still exists. Was it a certain amount per day? Uh, did you just go all at once or? So at the time, okay, so the market for this, what I was selling was definitely easier. There weren't like a lot of big turtle breeders that were. Right. <laughs> and so it was a little bit easier. I could like hit up maybe 10, 15 people and usually get responses from four people and maybe right. one to a sale. Right. Now, I imagine if I went back into it, it would be like send 100 out a day. 
uh, you can generate a hundred different custom messages using like ChatGPT and send those out and then, you know, follow up on those. And, and it, it's a little bit, um, there's more automation now to the process, but cold outreach has not changed. It is yeah. the same and it will remain the same and it is still highly, highly effective. The biggest breaks I've gotten, like are people that I've reached out to that I thought were just take the time of day to talk to me. And I sent them a message and, or a second message even. And then they eventually follow up and they're like, Hey, sorry, I missed the first one. I was busy. Uh, da, 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 let's make time to talk. Right. And then all of a sudden a whole new world of opportunity opens to you. And it's so. something so simple that everyone can do, but that, you know, it's the fear of rejection and there's many things that come into it, but let's be real. How hard is it to really do? It's not that hard. It just takes you actually wanting to do this. You now have ChatGBT that can help you write these. You now have other automation tools, but it still takes that fear of rejection, that kind of fear process. But it's like anything. You knock on 100 doors, you get a few uh, people to say, have a conversation with you, and it opens up a world of opportunities, you know, and you learn from those 90 people that didn't open. Most of the time, the reason why people don't open the door, it's always the time or they already have a certain provider or they're busy as hell right there. You know, they just yes. don't have the time to talk to you, you know. So if you catch them in that other window, like you with, with the follow up, hey, I was busy, but I was just randomly checking it while I was in Hawaii. Hey, I see your message now. Uh, you know, I didn't see that first one. But now I see this one. So, you know, there's a certain point where it's kind of annoying. Let's be real. You get hit up a hundred times from the same person, uh, you know, daily about something you don't care about. That's annoying. But I think like, you know, uh, you know, someone doesn't hit you back. You hit them up in a, a few weeks or a month. Right. Not not a bad idea. You know what I mean? As long as it's not in a, you know, in, in a uh, uh, intrusive manner where they're going to just block you and say, get this guy out of my life, get this girl out of my life. You have to sometimes follow up. These people are busy. Yeah. Let's be real. We all are busy. I miss people's notifications and things all the time. And I'm not anywhere near what some of these people are in the world, you know? And so you see you, it all the time. Oh, like you never know why someone is going to respond to you at a later point in time either. And that's why you have to like leave the chance for that to happen. Because sometimes you, like you said, we hit, you hit someone up and they're busy and they don't respond and it's Oh, and you don't even know this happened. They might've opened your message. They might've stalked you for a whole two to five minutes and then decided for one reason or another, no, not right now, not today. Right. And you might in like two to three weeks a month, make a little bit more traction, get your first customer, maybe your second customer, uh, have a new website up, a new Instagram page, whatever. Right. By the time you send that and they see it and they click on you again, they're like, ah, oh, this person's come a little bit further along. I should hop on this train before it takes off. And, uh, and and that's ultimately what most people, you know, when they're, when you're sending a cold message to them, why they want to respond is because they're like, this is an opportunity for me as well. Like, mm -hmm. I want to be a part of this success story. I want to be a part of this person's journey, right. uh, you know, for one reason or another. And so you yes, have to. Not, not just a one way street, not just hey, I want I want you to basically, you know, put me use all your hard work to get me famous or get me reach or get me attention on my product. But you want it to be something where they obviously see value. I was listening to one of my other past guests on a, uh, she was, I interviewed both these people, Tom Billy and Cody Sanchez. Cody's all about buying businesses, Tom Billy, uh, Quest Nutrition. Uh, but they have a podcast together. I was just listening to it this morning while I was doing some other stuff for the, for the sports car business. And it's fascinating because basically she was, she's talking about the, the, the whole thing you're, that you're talking about too, the, just a bit. People are busy. They miss things and don't be, uh, you know, not afraid to just say, reach out again. Uh, and so many things you could do with sweat equity that we forget even buying businesses, many businesses out there will sell you their own business with seller financing. And then yeah. you can go buy their business, use the company's profits and use their, you know, essentially revenue to then pay them back. 
so you're not even having to use your own revenue. I mean, in this, in, I mean, uh, let's be real. Financing money is expensive now. It, it, it was cheap a few years ago. It got expensive all of a sudden. So you can't do the same things you could do two years ago. So seller financing is just another creative way to talk with a business owner that's willing to leave their business. Because she said most businesses are willing to sell if the right price and the right terms. Like they're willing to basically sell if there's the right price and the right terms. If they don't match those, about 40% of them will never do, you know, never want to sell. But 60% of 100% of businesses want to sell just right price, right terms, you know. And so it's fascinating. Something so simple in buying businesses, uh, you know. But but let's be real. It's the same thing what she's dealing with. Outreach to businesses. And, try, and these people are busy. And, and you just can't leave these things on the table. So talk to me about how you... Milan took the turtle business into the next business, the big business, or or uh, how this position and transition in your life where you're writing books and doing so many things now with this. Yeah. So I started interested in the turtles. It turned into a business because I wanted to make money and I saw the gap in the market and it just made sense for me. And that in general, like kind of catapulted me into agriculture and an interest in agriculture. I started mm. raising chickens in the backyard, growing saffron. My customers were Iranian Americans. And so saffron is the main spice they use in cooking. Oh, so yeah. Saffron, saffron. Right. Just doing, you know, what you can as a kid, what your market is. Like mine was, you know, like the community of Iranian immigrants. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so I did that. And that got me my first big gig, which came from Cold Outreach again which was as a writer, um, I started writing articles about the agriculture industry. A lot of them went on Medium, but some of the best ones I would pitch to different publications. Gotcha. And uh, the first publication that I ever pitched to hundreds, but the one that I first got a yes from was Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Let's Post. Let's go! Yeah. And so that was in 2016, maybe, and 2000, wow. maybe 2015, 16. Right. And so that was before the Huffington Post had really become this like global news, like, um, that was she's just getting started with it all almost in a way, in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that time. Would, I remember. He would let a 15-year-old. Right. Early it was. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I started doing that for a while and that gave me confidence as a writer and it kind of got me into writing for several different publications as I kept going. I, I ended up building different startups and um, one in the music industry. And, really? and I got to Rolling Stone. I wrote for... A, a, um, I write for Entrepreneur now about the different tech companies I've built on a startup incubator, uh, a venture studio. So I invest in startups and I incubate them. Um, I bring together co-founding teams and uh, that's Freaking called Anchor Labs. What is it called? Anchor Labs? Anchored Labs. Anchored Labs. A -N -A -R -D, I mean, these yeah. Right. And we'll put that in the show notes too. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. I, I, I even noticed it's crazy. Like on, on Zoom now, you have the option to have AI basically as an assistant take all the notes of our conversation and meeting. Oh, wow. Fascinating. Pretty, yeah, yeah. Like we, and so on the back end, we can literally have all our conversation. Like it literally has it all typed up if we wanted that. I just saw it recently pop up with a new, uh, with the new update. It's fascinating. But the, 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 the business you're doing now, is how these chat GBT comes up, right? This is how, how these incredible companies and startups come uh, to fruition with the amount of founders and startup kind of all working together. Um, yeah. Using your capital, we know that is a little bit scary. Obviously, during these times, you want to be wise with your capital. Let's be real. Not everyone's just like, hey, uh, let's fund everything. Uh, right. You know, like it was during the two year ago, NFTs and the, I was, I've been in crypto since 2016 and you had the um, IC, ICO, which was the, uh, you know, basically a, any, me and you come up with a crypto and then tell everybody, hey, uh, send your Bitcoin to my address 
and we're going to you know change the world with crypto and then we just take your money and go to a different country or whatever uh, uh it was an interesting time i remember uh you know hearing about it and then obviously we've seen so many different things since then and from then uh beyond you know the sam bankman freed and, and many things it's not negative but the crazy thing with crypto is the price has still gone up and people always look negatively on it but the price has still gone up and you just had to hold be you know be willing to take the pain and it's the same thing with business today uh it's going to be the same thing is it, you know there's going to be people that are going to go out of business fortunately but there's going to be a lot of businesses to get tons stronger using ai and using so many different things that we didn't have five years ago, 10 years ago to count on to help us make it more productive uh, and make maybe even the business a little leaner, you know, um, yeah. but basically allow it to flourish instead of just always leading people. Uh, I need a, I need a new person. No, you don't. You just need to learn how to use chat GPT better or learn how to use some AI tools a little better uh, to make the teams better uh, in general. But talk to me first before we get into our top 10. Right now, the millennial, the next gen, it seems like we've had, I mean, I'm on 41. I'm 41 years old. Uh, I'm on the end of whatever spectrum you want to call to the younger kids, obviously. But I've seen a lot. You know, I came onto the internet. I've seen a lot. We saw the Great Recession, uh, you know, 2008, 2009 financial crisis. I learned a lot about money during that, too. Uh, right. You know, what it can teach you. You saw some families get crushed and things. it's taught us a lot. Now we're gone through COVID and we've gone through a few things. And it hasn't been easier for some of them as far as in the job market, as far as it's gotten more competitive and you have kind of a gig economy. Um, but all that said, there's billionaires that are 25. You know, there's there's people succeeding selling turtles at 13. There's people <laughs> crushing it on whatnot that are 18 years old and making $50 million a year uh, selling things and reselling things on whatnot. There's no excuse basically now though, you know? So that's the thing is, like you have this crazy, it's like the music business. Anyone can publish music, right? Like we all can go publish on Spotify, but are you going to be the guy? You still can do it and you still can do it, but you might not be Post Malone, but you still can do it and you still can have your own success in your own way. So that leaves you no excuse, just like a podcast to not push that button, record, publish yeah. your music, you know, but it's harder for them. So do you feel like they're, they're, it's a, a hard market right now for that that millennial? Do I feel like it's what? Sorry, like, like a, a hard climate for them to kind of understand their purpose, understand what they want to do in life. You know, uh, kind of. I, I actually think that the climate made for the entrepreneur, right? Like the person right. who wants to own what they build or wants to build something from scratch and and does. I actually think that it it didn't necessarily make it harder it just changed the circumstances for wh why you're going to build mm -hmm. like in in a bull market you can build for the sake of building and just get finances because you're like i want to increase the speed of this industry i want to i have this idea for what a world could look like or a product could look like and i want to go out and build that in this market it's like you have to come say I have customers who have a problem who are willing to pay me to solve this problem that they have right. and and that's the big thing it's like you in in a in a in a bear market you have to think about profitability first over growth mm. um, and so it's not like let me try to build something super fast and and try to like uh you know make scale and just go yeah go gangbusters throughs that like you know, are, are that happen a lot more in bull markets. It's not necessarily about those technological breakthroughs so much as it is like, 
building sustainable companies that are profitable so that when the next bull market does come, you're prepared for that growth. Um, You have customers, you have a reason for existing. And I think that's also what a lot of young entrepreneurs miss. And I myself as well, um, you know, in easier past, because it was just finding my audience through YouTube and uh, recognizing there was a market for it that way. I think a lot of young entrepreneurs in general are like, wow, it's so easy to build an app now. It's so easy to build a company. Let me just go build a company and and a technology and then hope that the customers will come. And that just doesn't work, especially not in a market where everyone is really tight with how they spend their money and customers are really. So it really has to start with talking to people um, like like Cody Sanchez, I think does a good job of of describing that problem. It's like, you have to find customers, you have to find the problem. And then, you know, like that deal that you make, whether it's acquiring a company or building one, it's got to like benefit everyone. And sometimes if it doesn't, that's your flag to be like, this isn't a business I want to be in. Right. Um, So that's, that's what I would say about the the change in the tide. (laughs) Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, it's always been there, but like you said, the money's been flowing around. Like it's, uh, you know, like it's Christmas on every day (laughs) for everybody. And now the truth is you got to go back to what the 13-year-old mindset of my guy Milan and that basically you have to be tactile, find customers, take that profit, reinvest it, buy more turtles, reinvest it, get a website, get, you know, get people, you know, and then basically just kind of like do it with within with I always believe is the always the best business was even, you know, kind of before the craziness, even in my business in life was I'd always tell the kids, hey, the best business is bootstrap. Means you just listen to people, find out what they need. And then you're the guy, you're the candy guy. I know my, 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 my buddy's friend, he, he's, he, he, uh, he asks all his friends, what's their favorite snacks? And he always has the favorite snacks for the kids at school. So he's always just asking people what shit they like, picking yeah. that stuff up, reinvesting his money. And if you use that small technique, you know, he's not going to build a snack empire because he's going to go <laughs> out of school and then he's going to graduate. His customer base is going to leave. But that technique, technique, he's going to have maybe a fat stack of cash. Right. Uh, you know, or or a lot of a lot of experience in rejection and, and asking people questions. And, right. and you know, like Cody says, like, that's basically how you get anyone in the whole world to talk to you is basically asking questions. That's how I've got Tom Billy, Cody Sanchez, and any my guy Milan on the show. He would want to talk to me. And we were having a podcast, a show where we're asking questions. We're getting into your mind. And then it's amplified. It gets out there to people. People can't find value in it. Um, they listen to it. They download it. And then we do it again. And it, the cool thing, Milan, which I love, is that once we publish that and we, and we push that, rec- uh, you know, publish to the world, it's out there forever, man, which is cool, which is cool. It sticks out there. For, for the for the generations, you know, the binge watch community that might listen to this in 10 years that just come onto the show and finally listen to the show or someone to just listen today. That's the thing I love. Um, now I'm not, we're about to get to in the top 10 before we roll. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. Apple. Netflix or YouTube? YouTube. YouTube. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Instagram. Chicken, steak, or a vet, uh, like an alternative meal. If you're thinking about a good meal for yourself, <laughs> chicken, steak. Oh, wait, wait, is it chicken or steak? Yeah, chicken or steak or an alternative. Because I know everyone does. Uh, yeah, good question. Uh, I think steak. Steak. Let's go. What, what would be your favorite cut of steak if you could have a great meal today? Right now, you're at, you're sitting down with your idol. Yeah, idol. It's probably a ribeye. If I'm home, it's a skirt steak. Nice. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I like that. Uh, laptop or smartphone if you had to hit, hit, get out of the door right now? Laptop. 
laptop, Spotify, or Pandora for music and content? Spotify. Spotify. Do you think that Spotify will eventually become YouTube? Will what? Sorry, you cut out. Do you think Spotify might eventually become YouTube? Oh, wow. That's a great question. Uh, I think Spotify... I think Spotify will be a competitor of YouTube. Yeah. But I think YouTube is is really doing a good job with their studio and the tools that they offer for creators and so on. And, and Spotify is getting there, but not yet there. Right. I absolutely agree. I think, I mean, YouTube is the GOAT, right? It's like YouTube is the GOAT, but Spotify has just the option to maybe all of a sudden they just, all the creators turn on video. Yep. And then, you know, it's just another place because if you're on Spotify and you're there right there, it's just another destination. It makes it easy. Put the bandwidth, the video. And like you said, it's going to be a while till they completely compete. They're not going to compete, comp- but they'll my, be a competitor. My personal take is where we're going into, for the creator economy is, is like the way in the music industry, you make a song and you can click one button and it instantly distributes to Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, like everywhere that you consume music, Amazon music and so on. Right. Is we're going to get for the creator economy where you create a podcast. Yes or an article, and you can convert that to every format, audio on Spotify, visuals Dude. on YouTube, shorts, TikTok, Instagram, and right. one click. Dude. So I think we're getting there. And then you're going to collect royalties from wherever the people want to consume their content. Some right. Or visual. Some people prefer audio. Some people prefer static pictures, like whatever yeah. it is, whatever the platform that someone's out on you should exist in their favorite content format. Yeah, like so TuneCore for content, basically, right? Like TuneCore, I remember they were like one of the yes. first ones you could publish music, track all your royalties, track everything. TuneCore for all content. Just for content. Let's go. I love that idea. That's coming soon, Milan, from, my, from, from you, I think. Uh, <laughs> movies and video games, if you're, if you're planning to just hang out. Oh, probably playing on a Switch, and I'm probably playing Smash Bros. Let's go, Smash Bros! Uh, reading books or listening to books? Listening to books. Listening to books. Stocks or real estate? Stocks. Stocks. More liquid. I love. I love just being able to sell something. Yeah. Real estate hard to sell. Hard to sell. I mean, long process. A lot of lot of ins and outs. Uh, oceans or lakes? If you're going to go on a vacation today. Sorry, I cut out again. What was that? I'm sorry about that, dude. There's, I think the Zoom. Uh, let's go. Oceans or lakes? If you're thinking about a good vacation. Oof. I think an ocean. Let's go to an ocean. What ocean would you go to right now? Uh, which ocean would I go to right now? I'd probably go to the... Because I live on the West Coast and it is a cold ocean in the Pacific. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. It's cold. Oh, yes, it is, sir. Well, it's a whole different vibe on the on the West Coast ocean than it is on the uh, like the Atlantic. The, those beautiful uh, ocean beaches where you can see almost all the way to the bottom of the ocean. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, when you're waking up for your morning Milan, getting ready, pumped, energized for the day, why do you love being you? Sorry, you cut out again. Why do I what? Why do you love being you, brother? Why do you love being you, Mr. Milan? That's a great question. Uh, I love being me because there is only one me. Like the eclecticness of me from turtles to tech. Uh, that's like, that's me. That's the story of me. And I don't, I've never met someone else that has that. Incredible. Brother. Stories and I get to be me authentically in in different places and i hopefully succeed in different ways in the world it shows other people who are eclectic in the same ways that they get to um they get to have a similar path they get to be weird and make it to some dream or they don't have to know what the dream is yet and they can just start and do and figure it out and get there and so 
that's what I love about. I love that, bro. That's the best thing I've ever. That's one of the best answers I've ever heard for that one. Do you think he'll ever retire from this uh, business of entrepreneurship, funding businesses, venture, learning, tech? I I hope that I have when I have kids someday, I can be very present and not have to be like traveling all the time and super like working 40 hours a week type. Right. Or be able to pull other people up. And so investing in startups is what I want to be able to do for a lifetime, even if I'm not, you know, in the weeds every day. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. As a dad myself, I'll tell you, you will be an incredible father. Uh, and to have the ability and blessing to be able to do that, man, is it's leaning into that every day you can, man. I try to do that. I, I'm, I'm at the final stage. My daughter's about to be going to school next year. So we're getting close to getting my time back. But I've literally sacrificed my businesses, my life, my everything, because I know that I won't get that time ever back with them. And I yeah. can always make it back more in five more years. Um, do you have a favorite app or a tool that helps you run the business? Notion. Notion is how I run my life and my brain. Um, if the businesses, I, I generally run them on ClickUp. ClickUp? Really? Yeah, it's a little bit more formatted. But it's nicer for people that don't need like all the flexibility of Notion. But as a creator, uh, Notion for sure. And just like independent thought management, ideas, task management. I use I use Notion. Notion. That's a cool one. I've not heard about. I have not used that tool. That's awesome. I'm going to always... Always love learning new tools from successful folks like yourself. If you could sit down today to a ribeye dinner with anyone in the world, who who are you going to chop it up with today? They're coming to you in LA. Oh, wow. Uh, I would love to sit down with... That's a hard one. Anyone I could... uh, Probably Oprah. (laughs) Uh, Oh, that would be insane. That would be dead insane. or alive. Actually, it would probably be be Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers. Mr. But, Rogers, let's yeah. go. Why but would it be Mr. Rogers too? Because I always love Mr. Rogers too. I want to understand like the thought process of this man to show up the way he did every day in the world, and especially to talk about in today, where there's so much divisiveness on social media, and there's so right. much like an ability to be reactionary how like the man would respond to that, you know, and right. how, how would he even want to show up in those ways on online? Right. And, um, I think it he would didn't make- have to deal with that. He didn't have to deal with the backlash of social media and things like that. Uh, that's interesting because you're right. I mean, he had to put this positive mindset no matter what was going on and, and create a world that basically existed, which was mostly like a positive TV show, which you don't really see a lot. They want the, they want the controversy and the negativity and they want the, and you don't see it just being kind of all positive, you know? Well, and and the other part of his show is it came at a time where it, there wasn't social media. So no one could respond to it instantly. It was always right. just like the talk about how good it was or whatever. But it wasn't in an age where the second you put out content, you get instant feedback to it. And sure. so I think there would be a lot of wisdom he could uh, impart from, you know, a conversation about like being a creator in today's world from one side of it. And then the other just like, what you know even in the times that he did live in like how he maintained his sense out at all because i I imagine even then it couldn't have been easy Mm. and they always say the most positive people have the you know the most downside because they're just giving their their soul their life away i even know that myself too because i always sometimes think about myself and uh people like Robin Williams, some of the people that made us laugh that we love the most are, you know, hurt the most inside because they're just giving, giving, giving. Uh, And so we just wish those kind of folks a little love and a little uh, kindness and how much we care about them. 
how much we we want them to be here for another day and uh how how life is beautiful man so we thank them for for their t- for for all they give to us uh, out yes. there in the world what's the best place for people to find you more about you about the business i was checking it out earlier but i think i i know what it is but i want you to plug it as well it's on Instagram. Uh, find me on Instagram at Milan Cordestani. I'm at Milan Cordestani on every channel. That's even my website, milancordestani.com. But Instagram, if you want to connect with me, send me a message. Let's go! And on your uh, website, too, you have like stuff around investments, around the garden, so many cool things that you bring into your life that, you know, makes you unique, which I always say is the most important thing about, you know, your story is that it's like you said, there's no one else but you. So lean into that. And I love that you do, my dude. I wish you had tons of more success than you already obviously already having next journey for you, my brother, being a dad, being, being a pop entrepreneur, figuring out how to manage that. It's only going to get, uh, it gets a little bit more challenging, but I'll tell you this, the blessings and the outcome, um, are better than, you know, your biggest startup, you know? So know that, you know, that is one of the coolest things to say, even though in the trenches in the grind and cleaning butts, it's not as easy, but Know that that is the coolest thing and that you are well prepared, my dude, for anything that comes your way. And thank you so much for coming on the show today, folks. You've been hanging out with Milan Kordestani and Travis Tutal and Huff. We want to thank you again for your time. And let's keep being real. What another epic episode. And uh, if you enjoyed the episode today, can you please do me a favor and subscribe to our podcast, The Be Real Show, on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. And also take a little time today, if you don't mind, and give your boy T-Huff a review. I would really super appreciate it. And thank you so much for listening today.